There are over 500,000 elected officials in the United States, meaning that at least one out of every 1,000 American adults serves in an elected position. But despite the fact that there are more women than men in this country, only about 20 to 25% of all elected positions are held by women. It's not because we don't get elected as often. Is it that women are less likely to be encouraged by their parents, teachers, and community to run? Or maybe it's that we don't think we're qualified enough or prepared enough to run. But I think a big reason is that we just don't know what it's really like to run for elected office. And that is the point of this podcast. Elected, where I'll share with you week by week what it's like as a woman to run for elected office in the United States of America. All right, we are here for our second episode of the podcast. Sam, how's it going? Week two. It's not week two, though. We just talked about this. <laughs> I know, but technically week two. It's week two of the podcast. We were just sitting here trying to figure out how long we've actually been in the campaign. And I think we've uh, we've confirmed that we have now been officially campaigning for five weeks. Is that right? Yes, a, a newly born baby. And it, <laughs> That's true. That's true. It feels... That makes me feel very behind when we say five it's weeks. It's five weeks? Yeah. I feel like we should have accomplished more in five weeks. <laughs> Maybe that's good for people to hear. But I think this is actually a really good segue. Uh, I didn't do this intentionally, I swear, into our topic for today, which is to talk a little bit about setting up a campaign and some of the basic structural pieces. Because I think it's a really important thing for people to realize that unless you have a ton of money starting off the bat and you've got a full team in place, that it's going to take a few weeks to get everything set up. Like it took us a bit to get the bank account, to get the website, to get Act Blue, which we used for our fundraising. Um, I mean, it's so even though we say five weeks, I feel like we've really only been at this for like three. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. So, all right. So we're going to talk about setting up a campaign because I don't know about you, but this was a big thing for me. Like, how do I do this? And there's not really a setting up a campaign for dummies. Well, maybe there is. We didn't, I didn't find it. I didn't look for it. It's this podcast. (laughs) It's this podcast. Exactly. We're making it. So somebody told me when I first um, decided to run that the three most important things of any campaign are time, money, and labor. And I feel like we should start there because that, like, they literally were like, don't think about anything else. Time, money, labor, time, money, labor. And the the point, too, behind all that was that um, you can always have more money and you can always have more labor, but you can't have more time because ultimately the election's coming in November, whether we like it or not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but money and labor are the things that really fuel the campaign. And so those are the things that you want to try to get as much of as possible. Yeah, like like it or not, those are the things that you ha- kind of have to have, the basics. Those are the basics. Okay, so let's let's talk about building out a campaign. And I feel like you and I are uniquely qualified to do this since I've never run for office and you've never run a campaign before. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we are the experts. Um, so – Let's talk about the campaign manager, because I think this is probably a big question for a lot of people. And and for folks listening who maybe don't know the full backstory, I'm running for state senate. So I think this is important because we're going to talk about the difference at the different levels. 
But I feel like when you're running for a state level position or certainly anything higher, you've got to have a campaign manager. Like that is key. And one of the things for me when I first decided to get into this was I wanted someone who was going to be full-time from pretty much the beginning so that I knew we had the resources to run this campaign. But not everybody who's run for a state Senate seat or a state rep seat has done that necessarily. And usually it's because of resources. Um, Not that I have unlimited resources. I just knew it was really important and said, I'm going to figure out a way to make it work. Um, But I don't know what your thoughts are on that. You've, You've been in a couple campaigns, so you've seen a little bit more than I have probably. Yeah, I mean, uh, depending on races and things like that, like structurally, it's different. And I think it's kind of just based on personal preference. You kind of have to see, um, know how best that you work. If you need someone there, like full time, let's say you have like, a job that's very, like, demanding and you need someone there for like full time or you want to really focus on some other things or blah 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 it really depends like on personal preference um how many people you want who you want yeah that's a really interesting point so maybe we should actually back up and talk about what the campaign manager does because I feel like a lot of people might not realize so Sam what do you do What do I not do is the, is the question. You don't do call um, time, much to my, <laughs> my disappointment. <laughs> I, I, I made a few calls last week. Well, that's good. Um, well, the thing is you kind of have to do, especially at the beginning, you kind of have to know how to do everything or at least kind of know how to figure it out. Um, a lot of it is like problem solving. Mm. So it's like, gathering volunteers like at the beginning it's you're kind of focusing back on like time money labor Mm -hmm. um and kind of managing those three what do you think's been one of the hardest things you've had to do so far as a campaign manager like what are some of the i feel like we should talk about the tough stuff sure (laughs) she's not ready to admit it yet (laughs) well because the thing is is that it's like for me like, my first time managing a campaign, a lot of this stuff I just didn't know. Yeah. Like, um, what? Like, or, what? This is good. What didn't you know? Well, the the campaigns I've worked on before were much larger, so the, the infrastructure and labor was just, you had a million resources, you had a million dollars, mm-hmm. there were a million volunteers, you didn't really have to do um, anything besides what you were hired to do. Yeah. So it's just kind of like learning on my feet. So a lot of the times I did I did press stuff and calm stuff. I knew how to do all that. But it was meeting, like knowing how to meet people at, mm. like in setting up events and doing things like that. I was completely new to. I was completely new to kind of people caring about who you are. Like a lot of things, that makes sense. Like a lot of the times it's like, oh, you just work on the campaign or blah, mm. blah, blah, or you're an intern here and like no one kind of cares. Not an intern anymore, baby. <laughs> Not an intern anymore. Which is kind of nice. Uh, well, good. I hope so. Well, and it's funny too because people keep telling Sam that she's the most important person on this campaign. No <laughs> so pressure. He's getting a big head. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, I think that's I think that's a really great perspective though to share because you know when I first hired a campaign when I first hired you or was thinking about hiring a campaign manager it was I didn't really know what a campaign manager did like in my mind I was like okay so they're sort of the manager of the campaign which isn't untrue I think that's yeah. that's accurate but you have sort of the operational piece the volunteers the events the you know making sure the candidates schedule is good and all that stuff but then you also have the strategy piece and it, I didn't really think about like who was going to drive strategy and I think probably on smaller campaigns the candidate will drive it and then the campaign manager will help as well if they have experience in that but as you get to these bigger campaigns and I would call state bigger for this purpose uh, you really need someone who actually understands strategy which you know you and I each bring I think good points and perspectives but ultimately we don't have political experience. So mm -hmm. that's why, so for example, one of the things that we're doing is bringing in a consultant to help drive our strategy. And I think that will really free up Sam to be able to focus on the operational stuff. She'll still be overseeing strategy and, and helping to take that strategy and implement it. But it, it, that was one of the things I didn't think about was that it's really tough for one person to own strategy and operations. Like you would not have in a company a CEO own the overall vision of the company and the operational stuff. So maybe we should talk about how it's different at different levels because I feel like people listening might be kind of freaked out because now we're talking about a campaign manager, possibly full-time. We're talking about a consultant. What have you seen people do uh, in sort of these more local races? Like if you're running for school committee or board of selectmen or what have you seen people do for campaign staff? Well, so you could do, there's a couple different ways. I know for, for some people it's campaign manager, it's comms director, or field director. Um, those are the main three that people usually have. Um, and then sometimes they'll hire people depending on, um, they'll hire someone just to do volunteers. So they'll be a, a volunteer director. They could do social media or digital. Um, but sometimes, most of the times, that's tied in with comms. Okay. Now, do you, which one of those do you think, or which one ones of those do you think fall off as you're looking more at the local level? If it's local or state, you'll have campaign manager, um, field director, comms director. Those are the main three, but a lot of the times, even if to knock it off further, it'll be the campaign manager, someone will be part-time or they'll be basically volunteer-based. So you could do all of those and not pay people technically. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I feel like most of the local campaigns I see, it's almost all volunteer-based. Like maybe they're paying a little bit for someone to manage social media or, you know, some of these sort of more skilled, like digital type stuff. But otherwise, it's almost entirely volunteer bases, at least what I've seen. I mean, unless you have the money, which most people don't. Yeah. And I know there were a couple people who at, who were asking me at events and things that we've been going to, they asked me if I'm part-time. Mm. And that, it confused me at first because I, I was just thinking, why would you hire someone part-time if this is like a a, right. a campaign, it's 24-7 for, the, you know, the next 10, like, 9, 10 months. I'm glad you're aware of that. 
<laughs> I'm glad it's, you realized kind of, that. It's all the time. It's constant. Yeah. So. Well, but I think, I think you actually just hit on something, which is a lot of people I think have actually been really surprised that I brought on a full-time campaign manager at least this early. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't look at that and think like, oh, wow, like, did I make a bad decision? Like, I think that is really smart because ultimately as a working mom, there's just no way that I could manage all of this. And, um, you know, even though I'm very busy and I feel like there's still more to do, I don't feel slammed. And I think that that's really important as a candidate because I need to be able to walk into events and feel calm and relaxed and prepared and ready to have conversations with people. And I can do that because I have you. And that's just not something that I think you would have if you didn't have a full-time person. Well, even at like events, if you just have, if you bring a friend and at the end, your friend has to basically like body you the whole event, they're not yeah. going to have fun and they're not going to want to go to another event with you. No. So. All right. Let's talk about what that means because people might not know what you just said. So talk about the body person. So basically the body person follows you kind of everywhere. Either they can like a creepy of little friends. <laughs> it's kind of how it is. Um, there was a campaign that I worked on previously where the body man drove the candidate around from place to place and basically had a hand on their back wherever they went. Yeah. Um, yeah. Took pictures and did kind of everything, um, mm-hmm. just in the, in the sense of they were with them basically from the morning all the way yeah. to the end of the day. It's um, crazy. And even like at small events, like you take business cards the candidate like will be like okay I had this was the conversation we just had you're taking notes you're kind of just with them 24 7. And for anyone who is recoiling at this thought I get it because when I first learned about this I was like this sounds awful and I never want this person to exist in my life but then at our kickoff party um, which we had just a few weeks ago my one big takeaway, I was like, Sam, we've got to get a body person because Sam was busy running the event the whole time. She was managing our volunteers and and all of the operations of the event. And so I didn't really have somebody with me. And so like, it took me like two hours to get a glass of water. I was dying. Um, (laughs) But there were also like conversations I would leave and I would want to remember stuff or write stuff down, but I was literally being physically pulled from that one conversation to the next one by someone who wanted to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I was basically constantly like spinning around the room, you know, from conversation to conversation. And I know that stuff got missed because I didn't have somebody there with me to talk about this. And so I think, you know, it's one of those roles that maybe gets um, underemphasized and how important it is. But I also think it's one of those roles that doesn't necessarily have to be somebody you hire. This could be a volunteer. It could be somebody who, you know, understands how important this is and and is willing to just show up for you. And it doesn't have to be all day, like you said. I mean, that's ideal. Mm -hmm. But even just having them at the bigger events is key. Yeah, even having someone there for an hour. Yeah. Maybe like the first hour of the event, especially when um, right before you speak, everyone gets there. They kind of just want to talk to you straight away and then kind of go and get food and chill out. I feel like we need to do an entire episode on the fact that you will never eat again if you are a candidate. I didn't didn't get food until like three hours in. I know, until you're like emotionally eating that night in bed. Like that's, (laughs) 
I did not, I didn't have a single bite to eat. And then once the event ended and, and the guy, the nice chef made me that like grilled cheese, that was the most <laughs> glorious meal I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> it was so good. Um, we'll do a whole episode on that. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the different levels. We talked about, let's talk a little bit about the paid versus unpaid thing. I know we've mentioned some of these things could be volunteers, but um, there's also this whole category of people called interns that you can have on your campaign. And I feel like you, having been an intern on a campaign, probably have a lot to say about this. <laughs> I, I have some experience, some memories, good and bad. Some PTSD. <laughs> PTSD from it. Well, because basically on I've worked with, with political people before, obviously, and I've been a, a paid intern. I've also been an unpaid intern a few times. So there definitely is a difference. You definitely feel your interns feel certain ways. Yeah. Do you sure. you feel like because I mean obviously people running for office are worried about money, right? So mm-hmm. The inclination is going to be to not pay your interns if you're just looking at it from the financial perspective. But do you feel like even for candidates at the more local level, the smaller races, do you feel like paying your interns gets you better bang for your buck? Like, do you, I mean, do you think it's worth it because you get more loyalty, you get harder workers or, you know, is this just nature of the beast? You know, interns don't get paid in politics and that's just kind of the way it is. I think if you pay your interns, they are going to be, they're going to work harder. They're going to fight more to get you elected is what I found. But I also think there are some students who just want the experience and they don't really care how they get it as long as they get something on their resume and uh, a press release in their portfolio. Sometimes it's good enough. Hmm. But I definitely think like as a an unpaid intern and as a paid intern, I worked so much harder for my paid internship. I treated yeah. it like a job because it was a job. Yeah, um, that makes sense. On my at my unpaid internship, I just sometimes you're just like I'm not getting paid. Like I don't have to be doing this. Right, right. Well, and I think you probably don't feel as valued, right? I mean, it's it's no. like okay, I'm showing up and doing all this work, but I'm not. You don't value me enough to even pay me. I mean, it's, and it's not like interns get paid a ton of money. So (laughs) yeah, I get that. And we, I think we've talked internally that we will pay our interns unless Mm -hmm. it's a situation where they're getting college credit and they can't be paid. But, um, you know, but that, that being their choice basically, um, because I think that that's really important. So awesome. All right. So what, let's wrap this up. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like are the biggest challenges to kind of setting up your team when you're just starting out? Like we can't speak to six months from now because we're not there yet. So what are some of the biggest early days challenges to setting up the team? Hmm, I think, I think the challenge is, one of the big challenges is getting your family and friends invested just because at the beginning, like that's your volunteer base. Hmm. That's true. So it's kind of like getting them rallied around because obviously they're 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 gonna they're gonna be excited for you and hopefully all, the, all that good stuff. <laughs> hopefully, um, that's a whole other episode too. Yeah, that's a whole other episode. But for it's about 
even with like getting volunteers at all, you don't want to exhaust them too quickly. That counts for all of your resources. Um, whether it's don't want to spend money in your first three months, you don't want to spend all your money, you don't want to take up too many interns, you don't want to get all these volunteers and burn them out within three months. Yeah, I think that was actually one of the things that I admittedly didn't think about because I remember when we first started, I was like, oh, let's get volunteers set up for this and have them do this and have them do that. And I, you may have said it or someone else said it and and triggered that point that, hold on, you need to think about that there is a downside to getting them going too early and having them burn out and and um, and also I think losing a little bit of that energy, right? I mean, people are really excited when they first get started. You don't want to burn through that before anyone's really paying attention. And Especially you if you get primary too. Yeah. Yeah. Which not so on wood. Two elections. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's only two wood. different elections you got to get to. So. Mm, that's so true. Although I will say, I can't, not from personal experience, but if you get primaried and you win, then you have a whole new pool of people who weren't entering the race mm-hmm. to support maybe either one of you, or maybe they were supporting the other person, but now they're going to support you to win for your party. So it's kind of a, it goes both ways. You might lose people, but you also might gain some folks as well. For if sure. You, if you win. Yeah. So I love it. All right. Any parting words? We're going to have to figure out a better sign off for this. I know. <laughs> Come on, Sam. I'm not great with ideas today. It's been a rough day. It's been a Monday. It's definitely been oh, a Monday. It's been a Monday. <laughs> it has been a Monday. Um, but you know what? We are we are now what two weeks from Super Tuesday, mm-hmm. which let me just tell you feels terrifying. Even though I'm not on the ballot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because I just feel like so much is wrapped up in it. But also to what we were just talking about, because you have people who are volunteering for a lot of stuff that may become free after Super Tuesday, depending on how it kind of goes. So um, I feel like we're about to enter a really chaotic and intense few weeks. But yes, very, very chaotic, very intense, but kind of exciting, especially on the yeah. state side. I know. We got a lot going on at the state side. But all yeah. right. My piece of advice I think that I will give, since you couldn't come up with anything, okay. <laughs> I think I would give is – before you decide to run or as you're putting the pieces together at the beginning is really to just sit down and start to map out the different things. Like one of the things that um, I was taught, so I think we mentioned this before that I'm in Emerge, which is a national uh, or nationwide program to train Democratic women to run for office. And one of the things that we did in our very first session was look at the different buckets of roles on the campaign. So there was comms, there was field, um, which is, you know, getting talking to people um, Mm -hmm. at doors and and canvassing and things like that. There's strategy, there's um, finance. uh, There's probably a couple more that I'm forgetting. (laughs) We'll think, we'll figure out what those out, (laughs) what those are. Um, But thinking about those buckets and then thinking about where your strengths lie and where the folks that you've already brought in, where they can help and then where the gaps are. And also when you're going to need those pieces. So, you know, your field operation, like we had talked about this when we first got started, that, okay, we don't necessarily need that to be super strong until X date uh, because of how much time we have between now and the election. So you might have um, 
quiet periods where you don't need to fill those roles, but they're coming. So I think that would be my piece of advice is that was just really helpful when I sat down and really started to map out the different roles and even said like where where will Sam kind of own things and then where will we probably bring in people to own different things. And so I think that was that was key in helping me just wrap my head around how this whole thing was going to run. I think I I think I have advice. <laughs> oh, now, have she, now she does. <laughs> All right, um, go I for guess it. for what I would say is when you're looking for a campaign manager, a finance director, a field director, all these things, when you're looking at resumes, resumes can be really intimidating. They can be really helpful or they could not be helpful at all sometimes um, just because you see this person on paper of kind mm. of what they've done, but you kind of have to especially especially in campaigns when you're with people a lot you have to find you have to find someone you trust yeah and you have to find people that you're going to get along with I'm really glad you mentioned that. The last thing I'll just leave people with, because our good friend who's been in politics a long time, who's the one that connected us, I remember she said to me after we met you the first time and we were talking about the decision and she said, um, you need to make sure that she's the kind of person that you're comfortable if she's got to go upstairs into your closet and like pull out underwear for you. Like I remember mm-hmm. she said that to me and I was like... That's not the kind of thing you'd ever think about, but the reason is because like if I get stuck somewhere and something happens and I've got to be like, Sam, I need you to go to the house and I need you to, you know, take my keys and go in my house and here's my security code and go in my closet and grab this and grab that. You know, not that you, not that you wouldn't like, not that you'd be worried about somebody stealing something, but just, are you willing to let somebody get that intimate with your life? Mm -hmm. And I just remember that was such a fascinating, um, like question to ask me because I never thought about it like that. So I was like, oh, huh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, obviously I would because I hired yeah. you, but, but that was just, that was really interesting. So I think you make a great point, which is you really have to get along with the person and and feel comfortable with them and be able to trust them because they're going to see you in your worst and they're mm-hmm. going to see like the really intimate stuff. So awesome. I love it. All right. We're going to leave it there. I think this was a good week. I think we're doing good for five weeks. For week two. For week two, week two of the five weeks, <laughs> we did so poorly that we didn't get a podcast done the first two weeks. No, I'm just yes. We're doing great. We're doing great. All right. We'll be back next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Elected, the podcast. There's work to be done, and we need you to be a part of getting more women to stand up, run, and serve in elected office. To learn more, visit electedpodcast.com. And don't forget to subscribe to hear new episodes as they are released. Until next time, keep running.